Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. Travel Safely is presented by Applied Information, creator of the Travel Safely smartphone app. Welcome everyone to Travel Safely, the business talk show bringing you the latest in innovation from transportation, technology and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan, coming to you from the Subaru Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, Georgia. The show is sponsored by Applied Information, a technology company here in Gwinnett, focused on using technology to save lives, improve traffic and to drive commerce. Safety is a major question in the transportation industry. Uh, 40,000 people in the United States alone die on the roads each year, and millions more injured. Something has to be done, and we at Travel Safely are trying to come at these problems in a new way. Our guest today is retired Fire Chief Jackie Gibbs, who recently retired from uh, 41 years with the Marietta Fire Department. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you, Brian. Today, what we're going to do is talk about improving the safety and the, um, and the efficiency of emergency response in the traffic, using technology. So, Jackie, thanks for joining me on the show. Let's just start off with a bit of sort of the human interest stuff of the Jackie Gibbs story. How did you end up being fire chief of uh, Marietta, or the Marietta Fire Department, and spending 41 years, as I understand it, in Marietta Fire Department? Tell, me, tell us about it. Well, it, it really just, uh, I grew into it. Um, I was born and raised in Marietta, Georgia, and uh, as growing up, uh, some great friends of my parents, actually they're very close friends, was a firefighter with the city of Marietta. So I, as a family, I went on vacation and grew up around a, a Marietta firefighter, and every young man wants to be a firefighter. So uh, it <laughs> was just something that was in my blood from very early on. Um, as I graduated from Marietta High School, I was looking for a college uh, to attend, and the good folks at Southern Tech right there in Marietta, which is what it used to be called. Now it's part of Kennesaw State University, but Southern Tech at the time had a fire science degree program. Oh, well. And so I was able to go to college and start my education off in the fire protection world. And growing up around somebody who worked in the fire department, I was able to to have some experiences around the fire station. So just took off and started going to college and started trying to get on a fire department. And the only fire department I wanted to work for, of course, was Marietta. So after a little bit of time and a little effort there at uh, taking the test and then having to wait through the process, finally got hired. Uh, and Marietta was a great fire department because they supported young firefighters in their pursuit of higher education. So oh, City wow. of Marietta was just a great place to work because they let me go to school and flex my schedule and have other firefighters work for me while I went to school, and then I, I paid them back the time. So I, uh, starting at Southern Tech and it being a great school, uh, finished my fire science degree and got the education bug and just kept on going to school and then got my uh, bachelor's degree in industrial engineering technology. So doing, you know, methods analysis and product study and time and management and efficiency was something that I was just attracted to and stayed with it. And I thought it would work well in the fire service. And, and it truly did. It paid off greatly for me uh, in my career. So uh, you know, starting as a tailboard firefighter, you next step up as a firefighter engineer, and that you get to drive the fire truck, which is absolutely the best job in the fire department is getting to drive the fire truck, <laughs> and everybody wants to drive a fire truck. Uh, and worked my way on up through the through the ranks and went into the fire prevention area because 
you know, as a, as a firefighter, you're, you're going to these calls, you're uh, responding to people's homes uh, or businesses where they've lost so much of their lives. It, it doesn't take long to realize that prevention is the way of the future for the fire service. And it's been that way for a bunch of years. So I migrated toward the safety codes and the safety side of the fire service in all aspects, not only for public safety, but firefighter safety. So going through the fire marshal's office and Becoming the fire marshal for the city, uh, getting heavily involved in the safety aspects, uh, led me to the fire chief's position, and I was very fortunate to be the fire chief for the city of Marietta for 18 years. Uh, it's a wonderful job and a wonderful group of folks to work with, and um, I, I was just very blessed. You know, it's a, that's actually a fantastic story because, I mean, I've known you for, for, for some time, but I didn't know that the two big takeaways, in fact, were this. One— Every small boy's dream can come true of, of, of riding a fire truck and, and things like that as, as raising two sons. They always look at a fire truck going back. And even, even in this technology business, I mean, I get technology guys grown in my, my, our ages who say, hey, do you think we can get to ride in a fire truck? So, Nothing like it in the world. So that's, that's the one takeaway. Take and the second is that it's actually what you've actually said is that firefighting actually is a technology business. It truly you, is. You've actually applied science, and I, I didn't actually know this, so that you, you were, were a, a science degree in fire prevention. I didn't actually know that there was such a thing, but good for you. I mean, it's, it's a combining two really good things there. Well, the fire service uh, has been in transition and will remain in transition for a number of years because we in the public are slow to catch on, and the, and the fire service has to continually push to improve the public safety aspect. Uh, it's really a tragedy in this country because we actually have the solution to the fire protection problem, and, the, and those solutions are out there in the prevention aspects. But uh, economic factors and us as a public, we are just slow to adopt the things that we know we should do. And, uh, you know, how many times have we heard that you need to wear your seatbelt? And then how many times do we hear yeah. people say or people in accidents who don't have a safety belt on? And it's just uh, we're so slow to do that sort of thing. So the fire service has its work cut out for us. Uh, but at the same time, uh, as a career and, and, and growing up, uh, for me, it was just the most fun you could have is, is working at the fire department. It was just a great job. I mean, I can hear the passion that comes through uh, in your voice and your passion for I mean, what ends up being saving lives and providing a safer environment for people and their children and so forth. Where, where does that, that passion come from? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really think I was just uh, born with it. I really wanted to be a firefighter and just and growing up and uh, around it a little bit just with a family friend. Uh, and and it there is a huge satisfaction in helping people and and from a fire safety education standpoint as far as being the fire marshal and working in codes and working in fire safety education there's a huge satisfaction when you see that that light come on for someone when you give them information that you know they're going to take home and you know they're going to use and you know their family's going to be better off it, it, it's it's very satisfying. So, so after a career in the fire service, this is you know, for anybody who's listening or, who, or kids are, are thinking about leaving school and what they're going to do, this is something that you, you can recommend as being a, being a firefighter. There, there is nothing more fun than, than working in the fire service, having an opportunity to work with people. 
and and it is good to go to a place and help someone whose life has devolved into chaos because they're experiencing a fire emergency, a medical emergency, uh, a highway crash, and help them bring order back to where life has gone into chaos. That's that's actually a great way of looking at the people whose life has gone into chaos because one of these catastrophic events. But but I'm going to uh, digress there because for the rest of us, if we see a burning building, we've got this overwhelming urge to run away. Now, if you're in the fire service, you can say, well, let me go and run towards that fire and, and run into that building and see whether anybody's there. How, how, how do you... How do you change the instinct from running away to running towards well and i think a lot of people are are curious about a lot of things and and so i my personal belief is you're only truly afraid of the things you don't understand and so if you have been curious about fire and little boys oftentimes are curious <laughs> Py- about fire <laughs> so essentially firefighters are licensed pyromaniacs so that's <laughs> that's what we do but you know you have that curiosity and then it drives that educational piece and you want to understand you want to understand what's going on inside that structure that's on fire and and again that satisfaction of helping someone who doesn't understand and and so if the firefighters as they arrive on scenes of these uh as these many structure fires that they go on all over this country that they've studied it they've studied the science they've understand they're understanding what's going on in that building and they know that if they use their skill they use their equipment they use their training that they can have a major positive impact on somebody and mm-hmm. and really help somebody who's not only their personal their lives and their health could be evaporating their personal belongings are evaporating too and they can really make a difference well, so so in fact, what you say, you know, as as somebody said to me, um, you know, an overnight success, is, you know, comes about after five years of hard work, <laughs> and so same with with the firefighting. I guess it's the training. I mean, what percentage of the time would a would a firefighter spend training versus? actually being responding to fires and things in my department we were a training department so we spent an overwhelming majority of the time training thankfully and and less time responding that's the biggest challenge i think for the fire service now is keeping their training up because the call volume is going up more and more uh, we we taught the public to call 911 if they were in trouble, and the public learned that lesson. And sometimes now they call 911 when they really shouldn't. Uh, there are mm. things that they call the fire service for, and law enforcement as well, where they really aren't having a life-threatening emergency. Come and get my cat out of a tree. Come ends. get my – any number of things. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that, that, that I think the fire service really needs to work on is – re-educating the public on what is an emergency so that when the fire service is needed they're ready to go and they and they are available so training was a huge aspect of it is a, is a big time consumer and a big expense but it's obviously like anything else it's worth every dime we're, we're a lot like the military we have to train uh, we have to do an awful lot of things over and over again so that when the emergency is there and we're involved in it it's muscle memory and you're not you're not trying to think about what you're doing All right so in fact as you're rushing towards this burning building it's not a case of going oh this is a novel experience this is the first time i've seen one of these i guess you're thinking well you, you know apply this lesson apply that lesson apply things so so it becomes more instinctive and, and it has to be in the fire service again 
back to our technology discussion is is having to move to new ways to train because we can't go and set buildings on fire and practice with them as often as we used to we used to do that routinely Uh, but with all the environmental concerns it takes a great deal of effort a great deal of money and and there there is more risk involved in in live fire training so as the military and other folks have had to do we've got to learn to train and use other training methods uh, Mm -hmm. to keep our folks uh, up to up to snuff on the on their work well i mean that i mean it's absolutely fascinating and uh, so after the break we're going to uh, talk about what can technology do to help and uh, here's some more stories from the front line so on that note uh, here's 30 seconds with sarah this is your transportation news in 30 seconds with sarah california may repeal its latest gas tax increase In November, Californians are headed to the polls to vote on repealing a bill aimed to raise $5.2 billion a year for transportation road repair and new construction. It includes a $0.12 per gallon increase on gas tax, as well as fees for diesel and zero-emission vehicles. Supporters of the repeal, including gubernatorial candidate John Cox, claim the tax is excessive to working families. Opponents claim the infrastructure is in need of critical repair. Back to you, Brian. In case you are just joining us, this is Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. How to save lives, improve traffic, drive commerce, and help the environment with our guest Jackie Gibbs, who's the retired Marietta Fire Chief uh, from Marietta, Georgia. We work together on a connected vehicle system in Marietta, um, and I call it that because that connected all the fire tracks to the traffic intersections. And that's how we met uh, a number of years back. And these technologies get firefighters and emergency responders more quickly and safely to emergencies. As you, as you saw it, where somebody's life is now in chaos is, instead of being the order because of some emergency that they've had. Uh, we also call it green to scene. What it is is getting green lights for the fire truck and, and bringing everybody else safely to a halt. How, how did all of this work for you in Marietta? Well, it was one of the biggest improvements in in our opportunity to respond safely and effectively that I've seen in my career. Uh, having the opportunity to have the fire truck talk to those traffic signals as they approach the scene and get that green light to scene and bringing everyone else to a stop gave the fire apparatus opera, uh, operator the opportunity to see his intersection clearing in front of him, approach the intersection more safely, and then have the confidence that everyone else was going to be stopped and as the traffic cleared out of his way to proceed on. Uh, picking up valuable time as they responded with every intersection they came to. So for a fire apparatus operator, uh, as you're running a call, as you're driving to the scene, you've got a million things on your mind about the call that you're going to, uh, what you're going to face, how you're going to position your truck, where are my hydrants, what type of accident or what type of emergency am I coming to. And, And having that green to scene just frees them up to drive the fire truck and drive it in a more safe fashion. They have the confidence that that intersection is going to be clearing in front of them and that the fire truck being able to talk to that intersection and carry that 
okay, I'm going this way. Okay, I'm going that way. And the next intersection down, knowing I'm coming and that it's going to clear up, it just makes driving the fire truck so much safer. It it relieves them of the pressure of trying to find a way to get through a congested intersection and lets them focus on where they're going, how they're moving through the traffic, and how, how people are clearing. Uh, you, you just have to visualize, if you can, uh, the, the, having that traffic move out and get out of your way and give people the opportunity to get out of the way. People uh, in this country, Americans, do crazy things sometimes when a fire truck comes up <laughs> behind them. They're loud, and sometimes with our new automobiles, they can't hear them until they're right up on them. And so the fire truck's coming, and the, they hear it at the last second because their radio's on or whatever's going on, and their car is so noise-proof that it frightens them and they take evasive action sometimes or they just slam on their brakes and stop right in front of you using the glance safety act application and having those intersections move out in front of you gives people the opportunity to get out of the way in a safe fashion and in some cases they really don't even know you're getting out of your way because the intersection begins getting cleared before you get there so it's the biggest improvement i've seen in our ability to respond effectively uh in in my career that, I mean, it's so fantastic to hear. I mean, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I'm a technology guy. I've spent my career making these kinds of technologies. To actually sit opposite a guy who's actually used it and said, yeah, it makes a real difference. This is what technology and what we're trying to do with our Save Lives and Improve Traffic mission is to actually make a real difference. Sometimes people talk about vague, you know, could be, should be, might be benefits at some 10 or 20 years in the future and it's fantastic to hear that we're actually making a difference right now with connected vehicle technologies that are available today and, and working today it's 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 just amazing and and all you have to think of as a as a driver is the intersections as you approach them are clearing in front of you and it's such a common sense thing and then to actually see it working just to see it out of the cab of the fire truck where somebody the traffic is beginning to move out of the way you know our our construction of our roadways now is really improving a lot of cities are putting in uh greenscapes and and streetscapes and those sorts and they are they're, they're just a real improvement for the community but they're they create unintentionally they create a hazard for the fire department because the public who's in traffic who stopped has nowhere to go i mean there's medians on both sides there's curbs or sidewalks and so giving them the green light in front of the fire truck moves the public on out of the way gives everyone else a red a red traffic light so they're at a halt and and it makes the it makes it reduces the chaos that the fire department creates in the wake of running to an emergency call it just makes everybody on the road's life easier safer and better because the fire truck is there it's cleared the scene it's moved on to the emergency and everybody gets to return to normal quicker than they would if if this app wasn't available it's, it's fantastic because one of the things we spoke about a little bit before the show was this business of a of a negative intersection or a negative approach or, or something like that which is when the fire truck approaches a red light and where i understand it is that the, the, before the system uh the, the the instruction to the fire um driver of the truck is to stop at the red light 
We absolutely had go. to do that. We absolutely had to do that. That's for public safety, and that's for the safety of the firefighter. You you could no longer trust with cars that are so sealed up and noise-proof, you could no longer trust that they actually saw you or heard you. As loud as the air horns are, as loud as the sirens are, as bright as the lights are, that that's still no guarantee that they saw you. And so this, this app helps relieve that pressure because we would tell our fire apparatus operators, bring that truck to a stop. Look every way you can. Make sure all the lanes are clear. Uh, we've actually had and ha- have seen video of drivers who would swerve around stop traffic into a turn lane and then try to get through the intersection ahead of a fire truck that's approaching. Had we not had that stop, the the fire truck would have been struck and in fact we did have one struck one time in an intersection with a person who just their only comment was well everybody stopped and i saw an empty lane so i took it well they took it right into the side of a fire truck uh and and so not having to bring that fire truck to a stop improves your response time tremendously plus the fact that you've got that traffic out ahead of you and that you've moved out of way uh, it, it just is the best improvement in our response time that that i'd ever seen oh that's fantastic and the other thing that's coming is autonomous vehicles and so this is going to be something else is where you have to have these kind of connected vehicle applications like like we did in marietta because otherwise you've got the situation with an autonomous vehicle approaching a green and it's expected to stop for a fire truck that's going through on a red. Now, that just won't work because an autonomous vehicle is going to be a long time before it recognizes what on earth a fire truck is. So we have to be able to you know, work for that situation as well of turn the light green for the fire truck and turn the light red for the autonomous vehicle so that it will safely stop. Technology is where all of our Traffic and and traffic planning and automobiles are, are moving and improving and using that technology. So this this type of application is really a must use and a, and a must have for the fire service into the future. Fantastic! It's always interesting to hear what I call war stories from the front. So. Tell us an anecdote or something about uh, an incident in your career that you thought might help drive change or a big incident or whatever the case may be that, that you remember that made an impact on you all these years. Well, the, the there, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, the, the, the big fires are the ones you remember. For me, it was having the opportunity to, to drive a fire truck, and, and, and we went to United Plastics Films and back in the 80s, and uh, uh, a very good friend of mine uh, described the building, which was over. 300 feet long uh, as and it, and it was well involved in fire when we got the call and and i was on the second alarm and and uh for folks who are older and remember the tv show bonanza that's the way he described the side of the building was the map on bonanza catching fire in the middle and just burning from one end to the other and, and we literally burned the building to the ground over 300 feet long in about in about 20 minutes uh and and i actually had laid fire hose and connected to the fire hydrant and with water flowing through those lines they actually caught fire in the street and and burned a hole in the fire hose that's how hot it was so you remember you remember those types of fires the the ones that 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 break your heart and and drive you to prevention and drive you to technology uh, are the the small children that have been lost in, in fires and 
and knowing that an efficient response time, knowing that all the prevention things that we have now, residential sprinklers, smoke alarms, uh, would have made a difference and, and those children would have been alive today if they had yeah. advantage uh, of the technology and that technology had been used. So uh, those are the ones that that every firefighter remembers all, all the way down to, you know, the, the the truckload of cows that crashes on the interstate and, <laughs> and ties the interstate up for hours on end. So it's, it's those times that, uh, that every firefighter sits and remembers, uh, and, and talks about those, but hopefully we in the fire service are moving to, to impress upon the public, use the technology, go toward it, um, take advantage of the fire prevention and safety things not only for their use, and then the firefighters have to use them too. You know, we've got technologies changing rapidly for firefighters to improve their safety during firefights, and, and we've really got to give them the, those things to make sure everyone goes home uh, is a slogan in the fire service. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great point I hadn't really thought about. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, some of the children are lost and some of the lives that are lost must 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 be in your memory. memory. But, but to end on a more positive note, uh, we've spoken about the future and working together to make the world a safer and better place. I know one of your retired colleagues has written a book, which I wrote down here. It's called, uh, I Can't Save You, But I'll Die Trying, about the culture of the fire service. What, what, what can we do together to make a safer future? Well, and I, this, is, uh, this book was written by Dr. Burton A. Clark. Uh, he is a, a longtime firefighter safety advocate. He's been writing articles for years in fire service publications. He's recently retired, and he's written this book about the fire service culture. We're going to work with him and, uh, and try to help him get this book out into the hands of legislators. Uh, a copy has already been given to every member of Congress both the Senate and the House, and uh, hopefully uh, we can work with them to move this through the states because the the public needs to learn about the fire service and and the fire service needs to learn about the fire service. And Bert put this together uh, as a compilation of all of his articles over the years and and he has just been a huge advocate for firefighter safety and and firefighters not getting killed in the line of duty and and we're going to we're going to help do that and help the fire service uh work with their legislators to create that kind of environment so that we make sure that firefighters go home at the end of their shift. Oh fantastic. Well we we really look forward to working with you on on that project and and making that happen. So Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Travel Safely, brought to you by Applied Information, the show about transportation technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Today, we were talking about emergency responders in the fire service and technology. And thanks to Jackie Gibbs, retired Marietta Fire Chief. Thanks for joining us to help make Atlanta a better place. Until next time, this is Brian Mulligan signing off from Business Radio X and Travel Safely. <laughs>